the pilot who was an American and injuring, seriously injuring the sergeant. Mm. I, I had to stop my rehearsal. I was in charge of the plane and head for the uh, airport. And then we, I saw the mangled body of the pilot and mm. then to Lightfoot Key Hospital mm-hmm. where the sergeant was. By the time I got to the hospital, mm-hmm. Sergeant Forbes had died. Mm. So you can imagine the mood yeah, yeah. Uh, that pervaded uh, the police force and this country and his family and his friends having lost these two men the morning before independence. Mm. But we were not to be deterred. We would not turn back. We continued uh, uh, the rehearsals and got ready for the morning of the 10th of mm-hmm. July, 1973. Mm-hmm. The, by far the most historical morning in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So take us, take us to uh, the handover, um, taking down the Union Jack and bringing up the Bahamian flag for the first time. What was that feeling like? What was the parade like? You know, tell us about it. Well, I'm sure that uh, from the response we got, the parade was marvelous, excellent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But when the moment came for the uh, learn of the British flag yeah. and the hoisting of the new Bahamian flag, the field went dark. Wow. The only light you had was at the masthead mm. where the flag was going to be. And I had these two sergeants, Sergeant Williams, who is now gone, and Sergeant Taylor, who would, Sergeant Williams would lower the British flag. The other sergeant would hoist the Bahamian flag. And uh, this was the moment of truth. Mm-hmm. It can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. There was no light, and I quietly asked them if they were ready. Uh, I'm ready to give the order. If you all got all your knots ready, you're ready to lower, mm-hmm. you're ready to hoist the Bahamian flag, have you got it? Mm-hmm. Fasten properly so it wouldn't go loose while you're pulling it up and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got the response, they were ready. Right. And I gave the order. Uh, the Union Jack was coming down by, by Sergeant Williams, Alfred Williams, right. And the Bahamian, the new Bahamian flag to be seen officially for the first time right. was to be hoisted by Sergeant Taylor. Yes, sir. Indeed. And that was done. Mm-hmm. Done in record time on the spark of 12 o'clock yes, that sir. morning. <laughs> and there was a roar on that part as you've never heard a roar before. Yeah, yeah. And so um, when you initially joined uh, the police force, did you, uh, did you ever see us moving into independence? Was that something on your mind frame? No. Okay. Uh, no. I joined the force in 1955, and uh, that's a long time ago. I was 21 years of age. Uh, the deputy commissioner at the time, well, most of the seal, all the senior officers at the time in the force were Englishmen. Okay. And the deputy commissioner was a man called Spencer Harty. Mm. And he came to Barbados to recruit 20 men mm-hmm. for the... Bahamas Police Force. At the time, there was an acting commissioner of police. Uh, he was on vacation, and I think he was just about ready to leave. 
Eddie Sears was his name. He was a white Bahamian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward Sears, Sears Road mm-hmm. off Shirley Street mm-hmm. is named after his family. Okay. And the dwelling, his dwelling is now the embassy for the Haitian people. Okay. Right on the corner of Shirley Street mm-hmm. and Sears Road. Mm-hmm. The man who was acting commissioner of police for the Bahamas Police Force at the time was a man called Eddie Sears. Mm-hmm. He was on vacation and Spencer Hardy was his deputy who recruited us. Mm-hmm. Well, you can imagine uh, uh, 1955, early in March, he came to Barbados to recruit. I was 21 years old and there must have been three, 400 of us at the police station to see who would get on. Mm-hmm. And then the moment of truth came. They started to select men. Okay. To so, select men. And so as, they, as the process went on, yeah. I found myself among 100, mm-hmm. 75, yeah. 50. I said, it looked like I going to get a chance. <laughs> right. And when the 20 was called, mm-hmm. I found myself among the 20. So, you know, we had a, uh, uh, well, I don't know what kind of time I would call it because yeah. I'm always seasick. Yeah. And see, we had seven disastrous days as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Just vomiting, just rolling on the sea until yeah. we got to Nassau. But fortunately for the, most of the chaps who came after us, mm-hmm. they came by plane. They came by plane. Yeah. So what, what was it now, working in those days, um, arriving, you're from Barbados, you're in a new country, and uh, you've come to serve the people of the Bahamas. How, how was it initially for you? I thought that we were well received. Uh, <laughs> one of the... Uh, surprises of my life is that I found two of my comrades who I had missed from home and didn't know where they were. Mm-hmm. And when the truck which brought us from Prince George Dock to headquarters mm-hmm. turned into police headquarters, I saw one of my friends who I took the senior Cambridge with and who I had missed for, for a couple of years yeah. standing with the rifle at the gate. Mm-hmm. A chap called Ford. Mm-hmm. And, and then I met another chap mm-hmm. who I knew uh, um, from home uh, I met him here. So many of our friends had left. We didn't know where they were, but we found some of them here. Yeah. Uh, his name was Pollard. So uh, there are, you know, Pollards and Fords around. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the story has to be told that there are names of streets mm-hmm. in this island and in other islands that are named after many of us who've come from this Mason's Edition. Right. Named after Bobby. There's Wolf Road, named after him. There's Comabatch Alley, named after him. Mm-hmm. And there's several other of those uh, places that are named after people who settled here in the 20s and 30s. Mm. Yeah. Wow. But you know that in 1840, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, the first 12 Barbadians helped to strengthen what was then a very small police force in the Bahamas. And from that time, West Indians had been coming, coming to to the Bahamas to help strengthen the security system. Mm. So they decided that I should go to Abaco. Right. And there was a man called Eric Heben who was a corporal. I was a corporal. He was a corporal. He was in Abaco mm-hmm. with the people. The father of Margaret Elizabeth, who works right here in ZNS with you. Yeah. He had many children and he wanted to come to Nassau to put his children in school. And I took over from him in Abaco in 1959. Wow. The trouble was that uh, when I w- was ready to come back in 1961, I had been promoted. So they threw me in the briar practice, actually. Mm. Uh, you know, you can't, 
you throw a fella in the briar patch, you think he's going stuck. He's not stuck. I, he's just advanced. Yeah. So, you know, when I came back, I was promoted to Lance Sergeant. Hmm. And I think um, as you were in 1959, I think as we move forward into the 60s, um, that's when we would have started to see women um, come into the 1964. Police force. 1964. The first yeah. six women came to... Uh, the the police force. Mm -hmm. There was a they sent an English sergeant, mm -hmm. a woman called Sergeant Rear. She uh she, she trained those girls and mm -hmm. she lived with them mm -hmm. until all their training was com completed. Mm -hmm. uh, those girls, I, a couple of them are. One of those girls might have been. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think Williams's wife, who is still alive, mm -hmm. was one of the six girls who uh who was recruited for the first time in the women were recruited in 1964 in the police force. Right, and that's November 23rd, 1964. You got it. Um, as you said, time. under the uh, training of Sergeant 286 Way. Way. Audrey Way. Uh, Way. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. I may be old, but I still remember. <laughs> and uh, just, for the, just for the listeners' sake, um, those women were Anita Bethel, Theresa Baker, Norma Clark, Alcida McFall, Hildred McLean and Esther Stubbs, and yeah. so what do you remember um, about that initial phase of when women came onto oh, the yes. force? Oh uh, yes, you know arrangement had to be made for their accommodation. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember it well, and uh, uh, they were brought into the force. We had no problem with that because, uh, as you well know, there have been two deputy commissioners. Women commissioners uh, in recent years, uh, yeah. so uh, they've made their own mark mm -hmm. uh, in the force. Women have been a good advantage to this to this police force. Yeah, I am still speaking with Sergeant Williams's wife. As you know, he's gone, and uh, she calls me from time to time, and we have good conversations. In fact, I have written a book, and uh, I'm getting ready to publish that book. But uh, I'm taking my time because if you don't read what you have written, you may have made mistakes that people are going to laugh at. So right. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm getting ready to publish that book. Mm -hmm. And uh, those girls and their history is in that book also. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so very powerful um, that even back in the 1960s, uh, the police force started the inclusion uh, to bring men and women together. Well, not to, only that, you uh, know, uh, in 1955... There was an English officer in Barbados by the name of Colchester Weems. Sure. In those days, the senior officers carried army ranks. And he was a colonel. And uh, he was in charge of CID in Barbados. And then he was posted to the Bahamas as commissioner. You know, these were colonial days. That's right. He was sent to the Bahamas as commissioner for the Bahamas police force. And he brought with him many good ideas for improvement in the force, improvement in salary, improvement in accommodation, improvement of uniform, improvement of the system of working. Uh, and not only did he improve those particular areas, but he went on a spat of building, building accommodation, building messes, building canteen building the police force from inside out and uh, bringing vehicles. When I joined the force, there wasn't one vehicle for a patrol. Wow. Uh, 
and senior officers had a small car mm-hmm. and uh, inspectors going on inspections would have a, a jeep mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. While Colchester Weems remained, he brought in vehicles from Britain. Mm-hmm. The new cars came in for patrol. Mm-hmm. And so we started the system of, of vehicle patrols. Oh. And today we have hundreds and hundreds of motor vehicles yeah. that patrol these streets. Well, we have advanced to that point. Yes, sir. Yeah, and even even uh, uh, vehicles with the water uh, and a whole number of things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, I claim the privilege of having trained the first two platoons of Defence Force officers. Okay. When Sir Lyndon decided that he wanted a Defence Force, he ordered the, co- the Commissioner of Police to hand over six small vessels that we had for harbor patrol mm. to the defense force as the nucleus for their seagoing vehicles. Okay. And he ordered that two squads of men be trained. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the accommodation. Mm-hmm. I was a commandant of the police college at the time, right. and they sent these two squads to me, and I trained those two first squads of defense force officers and released them to, to Coral Harbor. So were they police officers? Or? No, 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 no. These are civilians, civilians that came okay. in to be trained for the defense force. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's before they became the Royal Bahamas Defense Force. Oh, yeah. Well, the yeah. Royals simply came after we mm. became independent. Independent, okay. You got the Royal Bahamas Police Force, the Royal Defense Force. We have come a long way since independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1973, the 10th of July, was a historical day. Mm-hmm. But we built on that. Yes, sir. And uh, it would amaze people to know that uh, in 1985, when the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting was to be held in this country, the Prime Minister called us, called the Commission and said, we had to prepare for the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. The Mm -hmm. Commonwealth Heads of Government had Her Majesty the Queen, her husband, and 52 heads of government from throughout the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. We had to m- make sure that security was where it ought to be for a time like this. Yes, and I was assistant commissioner of the New Province District, and therefore it fell on me mm-hmm. to write the operation order and to manage the Commonwealth heads of government meeting, which we did. Yes, we did. Because uh, the last country that did it before us was Australia. And they said, we'll call somebody in Australia and talk to one of the officers who did it, see if you could get some information. And when I called and spoke to the superintendent who had supervised the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting, he said, but you all can't do it in six months. <laughs> I said, it's not a matter. We can't. We have to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we, we spoke and I prepared and I had some, I had an excellent staff that, uh, that assisted me in getting all this information out. And um, we did the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting without one slip. In fact, I still have a, a certificate that Sir Lyndon gave me for having done an excellent job. Wow, that's tremendous. And so as we look back um, on now the 50th, 50 years ago, we had the first independence. Uh, what are you most proud of when you look back 50 years um, of what have you have done, either in independence well, or do you? I am proud that uh, we've come from a colonial system mm-hmm. uh, to a government with a cabinet 
and a prime minister and our own governor general, and we can run, and we've been running the country for the last 50 years. Uh, it didn't go to bottom. It hasn't sunk. We've come a long way. I've seen more educated young men and women. There are doctors and engineers and carpenters and masons and people who are working out there. Uh, we have a university. Yes, sir. Uh, when when, when uh, uh, the Honorable Perry Christie started the named the University of the Bahamas. And we have seen, I have a granddaughter who is a lawyer since then. She's my oldest granddaughter, mm -hmm. and she just won a case in the Privy Council. Mm -hmm. She's the youngest barrister to have won a case in the Privy Council. Mm -hmm. So we have advanced. We are going places. Uh, there's still a lot to be done. We are just like the good. There is the bad. We are inundated by crime. We have too many guns. We have too many murders. We are losing too many young men and women. And uh, then there are other things that are being pushed on us that... Possibly we that sour us, but we have to go. We have to climb, climb up, and get get it done. Mm -hmm. And I think we are going forward. Almost every doctor you go to today is a Bahamian doctor. Mm -hmm. Whatever area of medicine it is, he's there. Mm -hmm. We have our own nurses, uh, and uh, we have a cabinet. For years, we've been having our cabinet that been performing and. Uh, and, 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 and the country is moving forward. May not be moving forward for some people or may not be moving forward as fast as some people think it ought to move forward. Mm -hmm. But then that is life. You have your idiosyncrasies. Yeah. You have your problems. Mm -hmm. But you also have your advances. Mm -hmm. And I think we are advancing. And so as we get ready to wrap Don't up... Don't forget, you know, uh, when I joined the force, mm -hmm. we didn't have one senior officer who was a Bahamian. Mm. Uh, the father of... Uh, I'm trying to remember the doctor's name. He was uh, the first senior officer I can remember. But then we have all senior officers who are Bahamians. Yes. All. Mm. All. From the commissioner mm. right down to the last man mm. is an officer, mm. is a Bahamian officer. Mm -hmm. Have we advanced? Our, our medical officers, man in charge of the hospital, the minister in charge of everything is a Bahamian. Yes. Our parliamentary secretaries, are Bahamians. So, and all our senior civil servants and junior civil servants are Amen. Bahamians. Yeah. Who run the customs is a Bahamian. Mm -hmm. Who run immigration is a Bahamian. Who run the police force is a Bahamian. Bahamian yeah. And uh, we have a number of young Bahamians who are joining uh, the work in the, the maritime section. You have the cadets and, and, and little recruits, and they're moving forward. Yeah. We are moving forward in many areas. Mm -hmm. And so as we get ready to wrap up, um, you mentioned what you're proud of in terms of 50 years of independence. Uh, can you can you list one thing that you are proud of, or maybe a few things that you're proud of uh, over your extensive career with the police force as well? Well, I am proud, firstly, to see that Bahamians are running their own country. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm proud to see that, uh, for instance, in the police force, from top to bottom, are all Bahamians. Mm -hmm. Even in the special areas of the force, the scientists are Bahamians. Yeah. Uh, 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 all our senior officers who are running the various sections of the force mm -hmm. and units are Bahamians. 
and they are moving forward. And so before we, as we wrap up, uh, any closing comments you want to leave with the listening audience uh, on this uh, wonderful show? I simply would like to say to the Bahamians, uh, don't give up, move forward. Uh, educate your children. Education is the key. Mm-hmm. Educate your children, and Bahamians have been educating their children for years and years. They're making sacrifices to send them to colleges abroad, yeah. to send them to universities. They must not waste their time, but come back home and add to the forward movement, forward and upward movement of this country. Yes, sir. Well, we thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the Youth Perspective, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I pray that it blessed you. I pray that you had a whole lot of information to dig into when you heard the voice of retired Deputy Commissioner, Mr. Keith Mason. And of course, 50 years ago, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on July 9th, going into the 10th, 1973, uh, he was the parade commander at that time and, of course, took, a, took part in that first independence. And, ladies and gentlemen, we get set now to celebrate 50 years. And so we are so thankful. And uh, you want to send happy independence? Bahamas? Happy independence to the Bahamas, the entire Bahamas, my friends, my enemies, everybody. Enjoy the time. Happy independence, Bahamas. And we thank you so much for joining us on a special edition of the Youth Perspective. Have a great evening and happy independence, Bahamas. Make sure to be safe. Have a great evening. Bravo is the capital, Bahamas. Jiminy is the gateway, Bahamas. 1492, Columbus landed. 1973, we were free. From Nassau to Inawa, Bahamas. From Freeport to Miguana, Bahamas. Tourists love our country, Bahamas. 700 islands, Bahamas Happy Independence, Bahamas Happy Anniversary, Bahamas Happy Independence, Bahamas Golden Anniversary, Bahamas Regarding in Exuma, Bahamas Fishing in Long Island, Bahamas Sailing on the Melbourne, Bahamas Diving from the West End, Bahamas Bahamas, happy independence, Bahamas, happy anniversary, Bahamas, happy independence, Bahamas, golden anniversary, Bahamas. Castle is the capital, Bahamas, Jiminy is the gateway, Bahamas. 1492, Columbus landed, 1973, we were free. They go to church on Sunday, Bahamas. From solid on the weekend, Bahamas. Catching crime and address, Bahamas.
anniversary, Bahamas. Happy Independence, Bahamas.